Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. And on today's episode, I want to talk about something that I came across several years ago, and it completely explains a lot in the selling and buying process. And that is something called the Rogers Innovation Curve or the Rogers Adaptation Curve. And what this thought process by Everett Rogers in the book he wrote, Diffusion of Innovations, is that people tend to adopt new technologies. In this case, it could also be considered new ideas, new products at varying rates. And the speed of that adoption follows a bell curve, with the primary difference being individuals' psychological disposition to new ideas. There's that word psychological that comes up. And if you, t- if you listened to the episode with Chris Beal, the CEO of Connect and Sell, if you haven't, I recommend you go back and do that. It's a fantastic episode. We talk about, and he mentions, selling is a lot about psychology. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to change the minds, behaviors, emotions, and thoughts of other people towards a way that we would like them to think, feel, act, and do. So it's also very good to understand what type of process when they are adopting new ideas do they have. I'll give you an example. I can't unsee, I can't unsee it now. Every time that I meet somebody brand new, and they pull out a phone, a cell phone, I can tell immediately where they fall on the Rogers innovation curve. That gives me an idea into the mind of that person. When I was still in pharmaceuticals, I remember this was probably 2017, 2018. I remember calling on a new physician who had just moved to the area and he had a flip phone. You heard that right. In 2017, a flip phone. Where do you think this guy fell on the Rogers innovation curve? Well, I'll tell you in a second. We'll go through the curve. So it is difficult over, you know, a podcast where you can't see it, but think of a bell curve and the curve starts at the bottom and it starts to move its way up into the shape of a bell. And it comes back down. Imagine it as a big hill that peaks in the middle and then falls down to the valley. Again, the first on the far left, the first point, there's a little block. It's 2.5%. Those are called the innovators. Those group of people, they're the risk takers who have the resource, the desire, the mentality to try new things, even if it results in failure. Full disclosure, I am an innovator. I will jump on technology the minute I hear about it. I'm not worried about if it's going to fail or not. If I think it's a good idea, I'm going to go for it. I'll give you two examples. When I was moving away from BlackBerry, this is probably 2008, 2009. Android came out with the Droid phone. 
I don't know if you guys remember, used to say, you know, droid. <laughs> that was kind of the commercial. It was this cool thing. It was like a, a robot coming to life. And it was kind of the first Android designed phone. And I jumped on it immediately. I absolutely lo- I loved that phone. I had that phone for about two years. And usually I have phones for a little over two years. And then what happens is I've downloaded so many videos, so many PDFs. I've got so much on there that I usually, it runs so slow. And then I find the latest and greatest technology. And when, when new phones come out every two years, there's always one to two features that I find that I, I, I want in a phone. And that's usually when I jump. I know people that have had phones forever. My wife is the complete opposite. My wife had a phone that I think was the iPhone three or iPhone four when we first met. And then we got her the iPhone X or 10. I don't remember if it's whatever. And uh, she literally said, she's just, she's good with that. She doesn't want anything else. She's like, I don't, I don't need a fancy phone. I, this works. She's never, I don't think you're going to be able to pry that, that iPhone away from her hands. Uh, she had it for I think four years. I don't think she's ever going to get rid of it. Me on the other hand, I want to have the best photography video. I want to have the best uh, editing, things like that. I want that. So I'll probably get a new phone this fall or next spring because it'll be a little over two years, about two and a half years. So I'm an innovator. Okay. So the first group, 2.5% are innovators. The next 13.5% are early adopters. Now, those are people that are selective about which technologies they start using. They are considered one to check in with for new information, and they reduce others' uncertainty about new technology. Okay. So the early adopters are different from the innovators. The innovators were the people that bought Tesla cars just because Elon Musk got on stage and said, this is going to be amazing. And then people put their down payments. Those are innovators. The early adopters were the people that waited until the second round of the Teslas came out. You're still early. You are still way ahead of the curve. Guess what, people? When they say you're ahead of the curve, this is what they're talking about. The Rogers innovation curve. This is what they're talking about. I know you've all heard that before. Oh, you know, that person's ahead of the curve or this product's ahead of the curve. This is what they're talking about. Okay. So the first portion is 2.5 innovators. The next is the early adopters, 13.5%. You add those together, people in the early bucket are about 16%, okay? So a little more than one one out of five, one out of six people are in that early bucket, okay? The next 34%, and once you get to the 34%, you obviously get to what? 50%. If you add that early bucket to the second bucket, you get 50%. So this is all the way up to the top of the hill, the top of the bell curve, early majority. They take their time adopting new ideas. They're willing to embrace new technology as long as they understand how it fits into their lives. So they're not willing to kind of change their life in order to uh, use this technology. They want to fully grasp and fully understand, okay? You can think of this early majority as your longer sales cycles. Everybody knows that there are longer sales cycles out there. The innovators are the ones that will just jump on it because they heard it, they like it, they conceptualize it, and then they digest it and they take action. The early adopters 
take a little bit of thought, think about it, allow it to resonate, and then they go for it. Early majority, they take their time. So now we've got innovators, early adopters, and early majority. We've got these three categories, and that comprises the top half of 50% of the Rogers innovation curve or adoption curve. Then it starts to go downhill. You've got another 34%, and that's called the late majority. They adopt in reaction to peer pressure, emerging norms, or economic necessity. Most of their uncertainty around the ideas must be resolved before they adopt. We all know those people who didn't get cell phones when they first came out. When smartphones came out, we all know those people. And then finally, they're like, well, I've got to get one because everybody else has one. That's the late majority. They're going to wait until it becomes just a necessity. The last 16%, those are your laggards. They are traditional and they make decisions based on past experience. They are often economically unable to take risks on new ideas. Now, I disagree with that last part. Now, the Rogers Innovation Curve was written several decades ago. In fact, I think it was in the 60s or 70s. It was a, it was a while ago. I disagree with that last part because I think nowadays people, even if they don't have money, are still going to go out and buy the latest technology. You know, I think there was a study showing that something crazy like 90% of American households have flat screen TVs, 90 plus percent. Everybody's got the latest and greatest TV because TV is important to people. And so what, what this adaptation, I'm sorry, adoption curve, the Rogers innovation curve really displays how quickly and what phase do people jump in to an emerging technology or a new idea? So if you are in sales and you are trying to change someone's behavior and they've never tried your product before, and they've never tried your service before, it's helpful to find out where they are on this curve. Now, this curve, it doesn't need to be strictly technology. It can be ideas. It can be products. The reason why the word technology was used because technology was the forefront of innovation back when um, Everett Rogers wrote this book, Diffusion of Innovations. Technology was everything that everybody was talking about. And we're still talking about it today, several decades later. But it's really important to find out. So think about this. If you're going to start a brand new business, okay? If you're going to create something from scratch, and I've done it before, and I'm going to be doing it again with my uh, hyper wellness stores, Re uh, restore hyper wellness and cryotherapy store. That store is going to open January 2023. I am going to have to find the innovators, the people that just hear about where the location is. They hear it and they say, yes, boom, I want to sign up. And then I got to find the early adopters as well. And then I got to start working on the early majority. Now, luckily as a brand, the brand is very young. It's very young. I would say that the brand is still in the in between innovators and early adopters. Possibly it's in the early adopters phase. So right now, 
If you're also looking to buy a business, start a business, own a business, if you're looking to take a new job, take a new position, take another opportunity, where is it in its life cycle? I'll give you a perfect example. Locally here in Charlotte, I see that the cool sculpting sales job is always open. It's always available. Every six to nine months, there's a post. We're looking for a rep, blah, blah, blah. Cool sculpting has been out forever. Almost every aesthetic office that I know has a cool sculpting machine. Where's the growth going to be? You're now going over the hill of the innovation curve. You now got the late majority. If you're selling a product or service and you're in that late majority, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to find clients because you've already got 50% of the market. Now, it, it, it can happen. It can happen. I'm not suggesting there isn't. But if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm going to, consen- I'm going to consider you the innovators. 2.5%. You're ahead of the curve. I read a stat today that a lot of the growth of podcasts usually happen after 150 to 200 episodes. So right now we're on episode number 30. You're way ahead of the curve. Thank you for listening, by the way. Thank you for listening, but you're ahead of the curve. You should be looking for things that are ahead of the curve. Right now with with Rhythm AI, our sales technology company, we are ahead of the curve. We were thinking about something, Justin, myself, and our partners, we were thinking about something, couldn't find it on the market, so we created it. And we, we have internal discussions that we are ahead of the curve, that some of the industry is not quite talking about what we do. And really what we are is a sales optimization tool. We're, we're ahead of the curve when it comes to that. And so we have found the innovators to use our product. Right now, we're still in the 2.5% of the innovation curve for Rhythm AI. Again, as you're listening, the show is brought to you by Rhythm AI. If you're in outside sales, you need to try Rhythm. You know, be one of those innovators. You don't want to look back three, four years from now when everybody's using it and you could have been using it for three to four years. One of our super users who was part of our beta program and he won back-to-back president's clubs said, I wish I would have had Rhythm earlier. He stopped using Rhythm, did not make president's club and said, I should go back to using rhythm. (laughs) I don't know why I stopped. I guess I just felt that I'd made it. So everybody needs a little bit of help. Technology is here to help. And that's what we did with rhythm. Um, No more shameless plug, but this podcast is brought brought to you by rhythm. So, and I'm part of the uh, foundation of the company. So um, if you're listening right now, you're going to hear a lot more about rhythm going forward, but it's because we created it for the sales professional. You know, we created it so that people could have an easier time with their job, an easier time with planning, an easier time with optimizing. So not all technology is scary and rhythm is not scary at all. It's going to simplify your life. So right now we've got the innovators. We still haven't even gotten to the early adopters. But with all technology, with all ideas, it's going to fall somewhere on this curve. So I gave you the the example of the late majority of cool sculpting. When you start getting to late majority and the laggards, 
that's where you see, especially in the pharmaceutical world, where products go generic. I don't think there's a, I mean, I, I think you can still get Viagra, but those kind of ED pills have flooded the market. And so now it's basically laggards. If you're just getting on board with the ED medications and you're a prescribing physician or urologist, et cetera, you're pretty much a laggard. So those are just a couple examples. Google, after you're done listening to this, Google Rogers innovation curve. And I want you just to pick up the images, just click on images and you're going to see the bell curve. And I want you to memorize that. I want you to think about that. What type of questions can you ask your prospects that can help define where they are? Sometimes I, here's a great one. I have, I asked this when I want to find out something about a prospect and I say, let me ask, you know, I'll say, let me ask you a question. Um, when something new, an idea a product hits the market, would you say you're kind of early to the game? You know, you, if you conceptualize about it, you, you jump in or do you kind of wait until it's tried, true, tested and let other people decide. And you'll hear what they say. They will answer that question honestly, because you're being very vague and you're not specifically talking about a product. And if you're not specifically talking about a product where you're going to force a prospect into a decision in their mind right then, they're going to give you an honest answer in that moment. So ask that question. You know, do you, do you consider yourself early to innovation or do you kind of wait until it's tried, true, tested by your peers? Ask that question. And then if they say, oh no, I'm, you know, if I conceptualize, then I'll go forward. Perfect. You just found out that when they make a decision, it doesn't have to be vetted by other people similar to them. They, if they come up with a good idea or they have a good idea or they like an idea, they're going to go for it. Those are the people you want to put on the full court press ASAP. However, if somebody said, well, I, you know, yeah, I usually like to wait. I'm not really, I don't really like to jump the gun on something. Okay. What do you consider jumping the gun? Do you have an example of this? Start asking more questions. Again, it's going 10 questions deep. Always go 10 questions deep, unless you get the answer that you want and then stop. <laughs> don't ask any more questions, but keep asking more questions and find out where exactly are they? contemplate in your business and your sales process, the different types of questions you could be asking your prospects and clients where they fall on those lines. Do that work on your craft. This, this kind of idea and concept, if you can build this into your process, it's going to make your life so much easier. I guarantee you after listening to this, you're going to start going into your prospect and your client's offices. You're going to start having conversations with them and you're going to see things you've never seen before because now it's on your radar. It's kind of like the red car theory. If I talked about red cars, red cars, red cars, or a specific car, like a red Nissan uh, Pathfinder or a red Nissan SUV, if you're driving in the car right now, I guarantee you're going to see a red Nissan SUV in the next two or three miles. Why? Because I put it in your mind and now you're thinking about it. It's one of the reasons why we, we make sales calls in person because we want it to be top of mind for that person. 
Toyota uses the word Toyota at least seven times, either visually or audibly. Is that a word audibly or spoken in their commercials? Because they found out that if you do it seven times, then the person's going to be thinking about it. It's the same as the red car theory. You put an idea in someone's brain, they're going to start thinking about it naturally. We'll talk about the Toyota, uh, the Toyota and the seven times. We'll talk about that in another episode, possibly with Justin. You know, he's got a great idea when it comes to that about branding, not using the words it, but actually using your product's name over and over and over and over again. And I realized when I started to work with Justin, um, I wasn't doing that. I was using the word it a lot in the uh, product or, you know, the generic term. But using a specific brand, branding is important. Using your your name is important. That's what can you know trigger positive feelings, emotions, and thoughts of your product. It'll keep it top of mind, top of brain in your prospect and clients' minds, so they'll think of you before a competitor. So, in summary, the the Rogers Innovation Curve. Learn it, live it, love it. It is a fantastic, fantastic visual illustration of how people process new ideas. Have it down pat. Innovators, early adopters, early majority, late majority, laggards. It's only five categories. Okay. You're going to see a lot of fives popping up in the sales process. Unaware, aware, trial, user, advocate. That's another five. There's a pattern. There's a lot of things that are coming fives. So innovators, early adopters, early majority, Late majority, laggards. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed learning about the Rogers Innovation Curve if you had never heard that before. Um, I absolutely have used that in my process. In fact, I do credit it with helping me sell a quarter of a million dollar uh, capital radiation machine a couple years ago. Um, it was one of my openers when I spoke with this specific doctor. And he told me he was an early adopter. And I knew that I had to stay in that office. And I had just started that position in late October. Q4 had already started and got the contract signed in less than six weeks from not knowing who this guy was, him not knowing who I was, to him not knowing what the product was, to getting him to pull out his credit card and purchase a quarter of a million dollar device. I realized that was, that was, I had to live in that office and I did, I think in the eight weeks, I think I made eight to 10 calls on that office because I knew I had to be there. And there are other offices where I found out that they were kind of late majority and laggards. And I will say that this, this uh, product is still early. I think that this device, I think it's a fantastic device. I think that device is going to be in most offices in the dermatology space in you know 10 years. I think it's still in the early majority, early adopters phase. I really do. But that is this is this Rogers Innovation Curve helped me close a $250,000 quarter of a million dollar device. So it works. I can tell you it works firsthand. I've used it in smaller sales, but you know, it definitely works for your bigger ticket items as well. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any uh, thoughts, suggestions, you want to reach out to the show. I greatly appreciate it. I love everybody who reaches out to the show. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like it's resonating. The message is resonating. Um, and as always take action. If you like this episode, share it, 
with somebody who's like-minded or needs to hear this, or you want to share the sales tip, share it. Comment, like, reach out to the show. If you really enjoyed it, let me know. I want to hit the mark. I want to share things that are going to help people. And if it's not hitting the mark, I can pivot and make an adjustment. But Roger's innovation curve helped me in my career. And I wanted to share that with you today. So thank you so much. Um, if you want to reach out to me again, it's Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com. Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com. If you want to try Rhythm and you want to be an innovator, early adopter of a sales optimization tool, go to rhythmai.com, R-I-T-H-M-A-I.com. Sign up for the professional version. If you're an individual, sign up for professional version for just $1 that first month. And if you are a sales leader or sales management and you want to get your team signed up, go to Teams and you can put all their emails in and you can purchase it for them. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of the week before this Memorial Day holiday. Hope you get well rested and you come back ready to close out Q2 with a vengeance next month. So thank you so much. um, And we will see you next time. Thanks.